Hi, this is Mary Swander. Welcome back to Ag Arts from Horse and Buggy Land. During the time we've been making these podcasts, people have been requesting interviews. Interviews are a little bit difficult to do during the pandemic. We tried doing some over Zoom and we tried doing some over Skype and we weren't happy with the sound quality. So those are on hold for the moment. And we can't go into people's houses or artist studios during the pandemic. So we had to think of another way. And my wizard, Marco Cacho, pulled out long extension cords and long poles with microphones attached and with masks on and sitting outside a long, long way from each other. So we had multiple microphones, so there would be one on me and one on the interviewee, one on Marco with the mixer and all the equipment we needed. We set out to do some very interesting interviews of artists that we're going to be playing uh, this winter for you, interspersed with our other format in the Ag Arts from Horse and Buggy Land. So I hope you enjoy this series where we speak masked, socially distanced from wonderful artists who are representing agriculture in their work. We're visiting with visual artist Marsha Wigman today, who captures the agricultural landscape in her paintings. She has become well known for both her realistic depictions of farm country and for her abstract renderings of the local countryside. I've always felt that landscape painters reflect their era's attitude toward nature and the place of humans in the environment. In medieval paintings, for example, landscape is merely a backdrop with the emphasis on human figures. By the 15th century, landscape entered the picture as a concept. And Peter Bruegel, the elder's landscape with the flight into Egypt, the Holy Family is in the foreground, struggling through a large, looming, and foreboding landscape. By the 18th century, highly romanticized landscapes take up the whole canvas, with humans disappearing altogether. But in all these European models, the vertical was prized over the horizontal. The value was placed on mountains reaching up to the heavens and the divine. Long, flat stretches of ground did not go anywhere artistically or emotionally. When the Europeans came to the United States, they carried their concept of landscape with them. The Midwestern landscape, devoid of both mountains and oceans, filled with the weeds of the prairie, seemed good for only one thing, exploitation of the soil for growing crops. And this denigration of flat places is constant in the Midwesterners' consciousness. That's why it's always been refreshing to see Marsha Wegman embrace the agriculture landscape of the Midwest and celebrate it. In an artistic statement, she once said, it is the images of these vistas which periodically inspire me to try a new way of expressing 
this subtly beautiful landscape. I enjoy hiking in some wilder parts of the country, so I am always challenged by the unique forms of beauty found in each of those places. In the past, I have worked in acrylic and collage. Now I am using the medium of soft pastel to capture the qualities of undulating hills, overlapping rhythmic forms, textures of trees and vegetation, rich colors, dynamic patterns, changing light, and always the sky. The land remains constant. The colors transform subtly from season to season. But the sky is an ever-shifting panorama of light, color, and form. The possibilities are limitless. This is Mary Swander, Ag Arts from Horse and Buggy Land. And we're sitting in this beautiful garden of Marsha Wigman, who's across the table from me. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> Just give a little bit of your background. You grew up in Ohio, is that right? I did, <clears throat> for the most part. My father was an army officer, so my very young days we moved around a bit, but we landed in Columbus, Ohio, <clears throat> and stayed there. Went to Miami University in Ohio. Decided I wanted to go on in printmaking. Uh, knew someone in Oxford who was from Iowa City who praised the art department here, so I applied to come study printmaking with Mauricio Lozanski. What were some of the things you learned from Lozanski? Well, I hate to admit it, but I learned more from my fellow students. Lozanski did not have a lot of time for his women students. Marcia found herself in a world of academic and artistic sexism. She was a professional artist in the era of many famous professional women. Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Sandra Day O'Connor come to mind, who fought through discrimination. He would say, oh, you all, you're just going to get married and have babies and that'll be the end of it. That turned out to be a real incentive to prove him wrong. <laughs> Marcia even found herself discriminated against for the use of pastels. Uh, absolutely. Not only women, but also pastel, okay. which is the medium that I work in for the most part. Uh, back then, and I think it's probably still might be true, pastel and watercolor were considered for Sunday pa painters only. Serious artists did not dabble in pastel, so I never tried it. It wasn't until uh, 1999 that I first began trying tentatively with terrible pastels and terrible paper, but I took to it immediately because it's such a combination of painting and drawing, both of, of which I liked a lot. Marcia's process begins with a sensitivity to the contours of the land she captures in photographic images. I, I uh, drive out uh, all seasons uh, on the secondary roads, so it's not worrying about someone coming up behind me. And when I see something of interest, I pull over and stop, get out with my iPhone camera, and take pictures. Put them into my computer, so I have hundreds of photographs so from the last 20 years in uh, the computer and uh, then I when I'm I can look through the files and find something that looks interesting and I print it out on on my printer and work from the photographs 
Now, I might use several different photographs for one painting. Uh, often, I will use a different reference for the sky than for the land. Uh, sometimes, photographs perfect as it is, but I feel free to make changes if necessary. I try to stay true to, to the uh, basic land and how I feel it, it looks, how it impacts me. Uh, well, I have uh, been through about everything. Some know Marsha Wegman best as the owner of the old Things and Things store in downtown Iowa City. But in her professional artistic life, she has worked in many mediums. And uh, I came to the University of Iowa to get an MFA in printmaking, which I did. And landscapes were certainly not a part of that. It was more figurative uh, because that's, that's what uh, Lozansky uh, really emphasized. But uh, I tried many different things. I went through a period of uh, handmade paper with Timothy Barrett, Barrett, which I loved. I made jewelry with flax paper. <laughs> I have tried watercolor uh, just a little bit, uh, and I do a lot with acrylics. Every once in a while, I put all the, the, all the pastels away, go down the basement, and bring up all the acrylic painting equipment, and I do abstract painting, which I love. Although I don't intentionally start out in the abstracts, making a landscape, many of them end up with a, a feeling of a landscape. It's just nature is part of who I am. And I'm, I'm an avid gardener. And uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, that I just absorb that and it, it comes out in my artwork. How you develop that um, love for the fine art of the Iowa landscape? Well, I kind of think it's innate. And I, I love the way the Iowa land looks year-round, whether it's in the hillier parts, like in the northeastern part, or the flatter parts. One of the best compliments someone has paid me was a, a man in Des Moines for whom I did a, did a uh, pastel landscape, a rural scene. And he said, you know, since we've had that hanging in our living room, I look at the Iowa land very differently. I see so much more than I did when I would just drive Interstate 80 and think, oh, how boring. Marcia captures all four seasons in her landscape paintings, including winter. Well, I do do winter, and I love doing winter because it's a totally different palette, but it doesn't sell very well. Is that right? Yes, and uh, I have a... a, a uh, man who grew up in the Amanas, but he's now in the San Diego area, and he and his wife have bought quite a few paintings from me, and he was telling me about some of them he had bought through Iowa Artisans Gallery, and he said, one of the paintings we have is a winter scene to remind us why we left Iowa. <laughs> I love the winter. Yeah, I like all the seasons, and, and I like the change. I think it's, it, it, it's just very stimulating and exciting to look forward to something different my very favorite season is in April, when things begin emerging from that ground that had so recently been frozen solid. I just think it's a pure miracle. What, what do you notice first in, that, in April? That's, uh, well, that's the emerging? trees. The trees, trees, they take on this kind of a 
pinky green haze and usually the first week in April and I just think it's magic and then of course watching everything return in my garden is I have to come out every morning and see what's happened overnight. Marsha Wegman shows her work and sells her work from two Iowa galleries, the Iowa Artisans Gallery in Iowa City and the Gilded Pear in Cedar Rapids. She will have a one-person show at the Iowa Artisans Gallery this November through December of 2020. It will be a show of her abstract work. But the second week of October in 2021 coming up, she will have a show at the Cedar Rapids Art Museum. So you can put that on your calendar. 2021 Cedar Rapids Art Museum this November, December at the Iowa Artisans Gallery. I have two galleries. I've been with Iowa Artisans Gallery since they started almost 30 years ago. And the second gallery is uh, the Gilded Pear in Cedar Rapids. It's a beautiful gallery. And right now I have a one-person show there, which is both uh, pastel landscapes and abstracts. And they've hung it beautifully. And of course, it's all virtual. And they've got each of the paintings clearly represented on their, their uh, websites. Marsha Wegman blows stereotypes. She opens our eyes to an appreciation of our own agricultural landscape and opens our hearts to a strong woman centering herself in a stable artistic life. In November, I'm going to have a one-person show at the Gilded Pair of my abstract work, which I'm excited about. I'm working on that now. Great. Anything else new and interesting on the horizon? Well, I will be a part of a five-person landscape show at the Cedar Rapids Art Museum. And this came up a year ago, August, uh, originally scheduled for the to open the first week in November uh, or of um, February 2021, but they've had to put it back because of, of the, the uh, coronavirus. So it's due to open, I think, the second week in October next year, 2021. But to be in an art museum is a, is a wonderful opportunity for any visual artist. Uh, I am soon to be 85 years old. So to be at that age doing something that I love, I can hardly wait to get in the studio every day, and that other people enjoy, I just feel so fortunate. Yeah, it's, yes, we're fortunate that we have something that we're passionate about that consumes us so we can just stay in our little place and be safe, healthy and have a wonderful life.
want to thank our musicians today that played on this episode. Robert Stone from Omaha, Nebraska, the jazz guitarist. Marco Cacho from Iowa City, Iowa, the jazz bass. And Patrick Hazel from Washington, Iowa, with jazz piano. Thanks, guys. You were great. episode from Ag Arts from Horse and Buggy Land. We've been recording from our studios in sunny downtown Free Martintown, and we've had technical and musical assistance today from Marco Caccio. We've had support from the Werner Ellathorpe Fund at the Oregon Community Foundation, and we would welcome your support. Clicking that red button on our website, agarts.org, like us on Facebook at AgArts and follow us on Instagram at AgArtsUSA. USA.